It's time for Talking Michigan Transportation, a podcast devoted to the conversations with people at the forefront of the ongoing mobility revolution. In the state that put the world on wheels, here's your host, MDOT Communications Director, Jeff Cranson. Hi, welcome to the Talking Michigan Transportation podcast. It's Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Uh, today I'm going to be talking with Arnie Frobum, a longtime senior policy analyst at MDOT, who, among other things, has studied tolling for quite some time and knows the history as well as anybody I know about uh, why Michigan abandoned uh, a turnpike commission in the early 50s and decided not to pursue tolling and has also looked at a bill that was voted out of Senate Transportation Committee just last week and will go to the full Senate that would allow a comprehensive study of tolling and where it might make sense in Michigan. So Arnie, thanks for being here. Yeah, we're always glad to talk about unusual new ideas. <laughs> Well, it is kind of a new idea since Michigan first looked at this in the early 50s and then sort of abandoned it, right? Yeah, it's a very old idea elsewhere, but uh, only now is it coming back to the surface again in Michigan. So talk about the, the legislation that's in now, Senate Bill 517, that was passed out of the Senate Transportation Committee last week and goes to the full Senate and seems has a reasonable chance of, of being adopted since it had bipartisan support and committee. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of a tenuous first step toward uh, just studying toll collection on Michigan freeways. It doesn't mandate tolls or uh, enable the department to start putting our palms out collecting money, but it would require the state to conduct a fairly detailed study of uh, where tolls might be applied to Michigan highways. And the study could come back and say that it's just really not a feasible alternative in Michigan. Well, it could, but it probably won't because we can tell by looking at the traffic volumes on our freeways that really substantial toll revenues could be collected if, if the state wanted to do it that way. So under existing law, I mean, first of all, Michigan would have to adopt its own legislation in order to do, enact tolling. Yeah, roads in Michigan are financed by the... Uh, the fuel tax and the vehicle value and weight tax. So, Those are the only two methods we've got. So there's a lot of confusion about this, though. A lot of people think, um, well, you can't toll at all unless you're willing to pay back the money to the federal government that uh, that built, you know, any any freeway, any road that has federal aid. Obviously, part of the decision in the early '50s for Michigan was to to build interstates as freeways, hence the term, right? I don't know how far the word freeway goes back, but uh, for the most part, tolls are illegal on federal aid highways. And of course, that's almost all highways that are of any importance. Take federal money. But there's some very large exceptions to that. If you're adding a new lane to an interstate highway, if you're reconstructing an existing road into a freeway, if you're reconstructing bridges on any federal aid road, even the interstate, then those projects can be paid for by tolls. So you just say reconstructing a road into an interstate. Um, what if you were rebuilding uh, a long segment, say I-94, between Kalamazoo and the Indiana border? Well, there's a, the fourth exception is for uh, reconstruction of the interstate system itself. Federal law says that the first three, three states to successfully apply can reconstruct their interstate freeways as toll roads. Under the pilot program? 
Yeah, so far no state has, uh, has made a successful application to do that. None of them have taken the step of actually enabling tolls. But there's at least four or five states that are thinking about it. Well, so when you say successfully done it, that's different than successfully applied because weren't Virginia, Missouri, and North Carolina somehow in the pilot program? Yeah, the, the pilot program actually goes back to 1999. And very early in it, three states were given the, uh, the three slots in the program that would have enabled them to do this. But their legislators, legislatures never took the step of, of enabling toll conversion in those states. Did any of them go to the ballot? No, it wasn't presented to the voters. Uh, the legislatures, so far as I know, never even introduced a bill. And eventually the... Uh, the approvals for those states was withdrawn by the federal government. So the legislators so, in those states were presumably reacting to public opinion. Yes, principally from the uh, territories that had joined the routes that would have been converted to toll roads. No one wanted to uh, have the major through routes in North Carolina or Virginia or across Missouri converted to a toll roads because it means that uh, some trips would cost more than others. If you're driving across Virginia on I-80, you'd pay a surcharge compared with what you would on other freeways or other routes in Missouri. Well, I mean, let's talk about this legislation specifically, which you've done a pretty thorough analysis on for Michigan, and it would, it would set up a study, um, and it's sort of a tight timeline, right? It would have to be done by January of 2021? Yeah, it wouldn't be a really involved research project. Uh, the department, of course, already has all the traffic figures that would be needed. We know what's moving over our system and where it comes from and the distribution of, between cars and trucks. What we would probably go out and hire expertise for is, uh, is the work of forecasting how much of that traffic volume would be diverted off the, the toll roads onto the parallel roads because much of Michigan's freeway system is still paralleled by the the 1930s highways that came before it. And not in the case of I-94, the, the, the major parallel interstate is also a toll road. In Indiana and Ohio, yes. And, uh, and of course, US-12 and Old Grand River are still there too. And the other thing that we'd be interested in hiring expertise in is the, is the cost estimate for the modern version of toll booths. Nobody collects tolls in cash anymore on new toll roads. Instead, they use radio transponders or... Uh, yeah, easy pass, those kinds of things. Or they make a recording of license plates, and uh, for people without a transponder account, they'll mail you a bill after driving under the cameras. So we would estimate the cost of that, and, uh, or a consultant might, and, uh, and then calculate the net revenue that might come to the state if we charge, say, 5 or 10 cents a mile for travel on the freeways. Well, there's a group, a national group, called the Alliance for Toll-Free Interstates. I'm sure you're familiar with them, ATFI. Mm -hmm. Their claim is that uh, the states that tried to implement these pilot programs, uh, they couldn't come to the conclusion that tolls on existing interstates are bad for motorists, bad for the economy, and wildly unpopular. I guess if people, you know, if there's widespread belief and understanding, really, it's not disputable that, that uh, the, the gas tax, fuel tax, whether it's diesel or regular gas, is a diminishing return, 
we're going to keep driving more efficient cars, right? So, and that's a good thing for the environment, yeah. and you know, for fossil fuel consumption. But the roads are are going to still need to be repaired and rebuilt. So, I, I look at tolling, you know, as, as something that should be studied at least. As as is this a reasonable tool to have in the toolbox? It might be from some points of view. You can uh, easily see why people are opposed to it because it means, a, first of all, another payment that they're not having to make now. Of course, we're badly underpaying for the, the system these days. Right now, the average car driver in Michigan pays what amounts to a toll of 2.7 cents per mile. That's the sum of state and federal gas tax and the... Uh, and does that include registration? And the registration tax distributed over 15,000 miles a year. Um, and what do you think we should be paying per mile if we just wanted to maintain the system? Well, if we wanted to uh, cover both state highways and local roads the way we used to in this state, it could very well be twice that amount, which would be up in the five cent per mile range. But another, another feature of that 2.7 cents is that it's the same on every road. You pay 2.7 cents per mile when you travel on the, the little subdivision street that you live on, on an unpaved county road, or on I-96. But some roads cost much, much more than others to maintain. Well, let's not presume any knowledge on the part of the listener, so explain why that is. Why do some roads cost more than others? Well, the, the freeway system is a, is a real expensive product. You know, the right-of-way is typically 120 or more feet wide. It's uh, four lanes of 12-inch deep concrete or asphalt, and we expect it to be maintained up to extremely high standards. And so far, we've just barely managed to do that, at least so far as the freeways and major state routes are concerned. But as gas tax revenue falls, our ability to do that is going to decline, and that's going to place the, the quality of service on the system at risk. So one of the reasons that the state might want to consider toll roads is that the higher cost roads should maybe have a higher user fee than the roads that offer lesser service. I think it's probably important to make it clear to people that we're not talking about, uh, even depending on what the study finds, that we're going to be tolling every state trunk line, every interstate, every U.S. route, every M route in Michigan, ever. That, that's not what this is about. No, the bill that's been uh, introduced in the Senate would mandate a study only of the interstate system. And of course, that's the logical place to, to collect tolls because there's only a few places to get on and off the system. It'd be easy to uh, erect the uh, toll recording radio transmitters over the freeways, and you wouldn't have to worry about people dodging those tolls block by block like they would on a on a city street or another non-freeway road. So when you go to Chicago, do you take the Skyway or do you take I-94? Well, it depends which part of the city I'm going to, but... Uh, well, if, if, if it was going to be even time-wise, uh, what would you do? Well, if there were no time penalty, obviously people would take the free route, but... Uh, yeah, I shouldn't say no time penalty, but maybe if it's, it's negligible. Uh, but in places where there are toll roads, there's relatively little diversion to the to the adjacent route, even if it is parallel. So that's a bit of a myth? 
Yeah, they tell us from states that have, have studied this sort of thing that uh, generally the diversion is around 5%. That, uh, say, for all the traffic that's going between Cleveland and Toledo and Detroit, only 5% will be on the uh, Ohio 2 and Ohio 5, and the other 95% will be on the Ohio Turnpike. Well, let's go back to 1951 for a minute then, because you've studied this and uh, you know, probably researched it as much as anybody in the state. What are the reasons that Michigan leaders made the decision at the time to abandon a turnpike commission and not even pursue toll roads? Well, they could see the interstate system coming. Um, no one knows it today, but uh, Michigan, back in 1951, planned to build a toll road from Detroit to Chicago and, and from Toledo to Saginaw. And they did all the engineering for it and appointed a turnpike commission. And then after about 1952, nothing happened. Those basically were what became the I-75 and I-94 corridors. Yes. And, uh, and of course, what happened at the federal government was uh, in 1956, Congress created the uh, Federal Highway Trust Fund. The actual interstate system uh, was authorized in 1944. Everybody thinks Dwight Eisenhower did it, but uh, it was done by federal highway bureaucrats in Washington because Ike was busy in France in 1944. <laughs> but uh, what the Eisenhower administration did was uh, preside over the financing of the interstate system. With the help of Al Gore Sr. in the Senate. Yes, because no one at that time, uh, it was unimaginable to people that the federal government would collect a fuel tax and build freeways, just the way it's almost unimaginable now that Michigan would collect freeway tolls. No one could imagine paying a four-cent federal gas tax in order to build a 40,000-mile uh, system of, uh, of freeways across the entire country. Well, this hasn't been polled extensively, and as you know, the problem with polling anything like this, any kind of you know, hypothetical public infrastructure financing scheme is that it depends on how you ask the question. But uh, when Epic MRA did ask uh, fairly recently, um, there, there was less than 50% support, but it, it wasn't overwhelming. I mean, there are people out there. I noticed that uh, after the Senate bill passed last week, um, South Bend TV station was out talking to you know people on the street and I think in Berrien County. And I was surprised at the number of people that told that reporter that, yeah, maybe that is something we should look at. Yeah, some people are, are seriously offended by it, but other people see the need for reinvestment in the system. And of course, it may also depend on how intensely you use the freeway system. If you commute every day 50 miles over a freeway, then you'll have have one opinion, but if you, uh, if you use the freeway system once a year to go up north on vacation. Yeah, you might think that's okay. Then, uh, then it becomes more attractive than a, a tax on the fuel you use day to day. It also depends on how well you embrace technology and don't mind the idea of an easy pass or mm -hmm. somebody else monitoring your, your travel. You gotta get past all those, all those, I guess, myths and, and, uh, and fears, but you know, really, do you think, I wonder if this will break on generational lines? That I couldn't say. Uh, younger people seem to pay so little attention to cars and driving that I don't know if 
if the real youngest generation has an opinion, but uh, yeah, they might want to just take trains and buses. Well, I wouldn't bet on that, but uh, <laughs> or Ubers. So, I guess ultimately, if you think about it, this goes down to what you what you hear when somebody says fix the roads. Some people might think that means you know fix the potholes and make the pavement better. Somebody else might think that's capacity. That's like add capacity and make my commute you know more convenient, less congestion. Well, that's the that's the other reason for giving thought to toll roads, is that it it can raise so much money that it could pay for building what I call Interstate Version Two. The system that we've got out there now was basically engineered in the late 1950s. We're we're still operating on a uh, on a road system that's the equivalent of a of a 1958 DeSoto in terms of design and, and engineering. I'll have to post a photo of the DeSoto with the show notes so yeah. people know what that is. But uh, actually, in happy days, I remember Richie's dad drove a DeSoto. Uh, so the uh, but a toll financed freeway could be a completely different different structure than we're used to now. It might have exclusive truck lanes. Uh, the trucks might might be under partial computer control. They might be uh, platooned. They might have a lane to themselves, which the truckers might actually be eager to pay for. Um, there could be lanes devoted to ultra-high-speed car travel. Um, it, it could look completely different from the freeways that we're used to now. It could really allow you to customize the design and operations of the freeway, it sounds like. Well, Arnie, thanks you for taking time to talk about this. Let's, uh, let's keep an eye on this bill, and I'll probably have you, uh, have you in to talk about it again at some point. Okay, thanks for asking, Jeff. That's a wrap for this edition of Talking Michigan Transportation. Check out show notes and more on SoundCloud or by subscribing on Apple Podcasts.